Hey everybody, this is Todd. I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Craig. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Major's Mass Hall, episode one zero five. I can't believe we made it this far. Gavin is here with me, and uh, and that's it. It's just us. Yeah, just this is us. a little bit of a different episode because basically we have the opportunity to talk to someone we wanted to talk to for a while now. It's another member of the band BB Mac. It's Mark Barry, and we've been trying to set this up for a long time, but you know schedule conflicts and stuff. Have not been uh, to our advantage, but anyway, we've actually got a time set up. We're going to be talking to him very shortly, so we're literally just going to play this like it's it's one big long episode. And uh, unfortunately, if you are a Todd or a Craig fan, you're not going to find them on this episode. So, <laughs> but uh, no, just stay with us and enjoy this because it it really is fantastic. And if you've never heard of BB Mac, which you may not have heard of them before, they're a really good like pop slash. I'm going to call them a pop slash rock band now because this new album, it's really got a bit of a rocky edge to it. And, uh, yeah, you've got to check it out. It's really good. Well, you know, ever since we had another one of their bandmates, Christian uh, Burns, on uh, episode 94, was it? Yeah. You know, I have never heard of B.B. Mac before, to be honest, and all that. So in doing research on him and B.B. Mac... I really became a big fan, and uh, then you got to fly over here, and then on May 15th in Chicago, we uh, we went to the House of Blues, got to meet them, got to watch them do a concert, and you know what? I even like them even more now, so when he told me we were getting Mark on the show, I, I was excited. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, we, we spoke to Christian, and it kind of just went on from there, and th- there's three members in BB Mac, and, and each guy's completely different, and they've all got their own you know, personalities and stories as well to tell. Um, so, you know, I'm interested to to hear, you know, what Mark has to say. Uh, we obviously did get a chance to talk to them for a while, actually, after this show in Chicago. And that was when I realised, you know, that, you know, they're all three really interesting guys, but very different. So, um, but yeah, you know, like Scott makes a good point. You know, he wasn't a fan before he'd, he'd seen that show and he hadn't even heard of the band because they, they were originally really big back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And their biggest song was Back Here. Um, which we're going we're gonna to play a clip of that leading into Mark's interview. And, uh, yeah, but like like I say, they they went away for a while and they've come back and they've done this new album called Power Station, which is on all the streaming services like, you know, Spotify and stuff like that. So you've got to check it out because it's really, really good. There's lots of good songs on this. And uh, one right off the top of my head that I got to see them perform live is Bullet Train. All the colors that we dream in all the voices we believe in This is the story of, story of my life Wherever you go, I'll always be around you Wherever you go, I'll always be around you, around you one of my favourite songs on the new album I'm a ballad guy I love ballads I'm a singer myself as a lot of you listeners out there know and uh, I love singing ballads and there's one there's a ballad on there that is lyrically so so amazing and the harmonies on it and just the you know there's a big crescendo at the end it's it's, it's a fantastic song and it's called Uncivil War Doesn't 
You know, I, I really love that song. You know, I love power ballads as well. And I mean, it, it kind of pulls at the heartstrings, you know. And uh, it, let, let's go ahead, man. Let's just jump right to it. And uh, here's our interview with Mark. Until you're back How's it going, man? It's Gavin and uh, Scott here. How are you, Gavin? How are we doing? How are you, Scott? I'm fine, thank you. And yourself? <laughs> I'm really good. First of all, I want to tell you uh, congratulations on the new album. It is a great piece of work. Thank you so much. We're very excited. It's uh, It's been a long time in the making, and uh, the fact that now we've got an album out and getting them, all the positive feedback from the fans has been amazing. We're really pleased with it. Really pleased. Can't wait to get back on tour. Like it's just it's it's one of quite often bands will go away for a while and then come back, and they do an album yeah. and it's never quite the same. But like you guys have, it's, this album is even better than the first two. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a genuine fan. I like wow. I can't get enough of this album, Mark. It's like it's incredible. Oh really? And you you can actually well, you hear know, the effort and the, and the, the time and effort you guys have put in. You can hear it in the in the music. It's so good. Do you know what it is? The fact that we've had 16, 15, 16 years apart. You know we we. we for a long time we've been wanting to get back together and I think that you know we're older we're wiser we've been through a lot in our lives and I think it's a good reflection on a lot of things you know the album's based around a lot of positive you know positive things you know love relationships choices in life you know you know getting second chance on things and the inspiration has come a lot from that and putting pen to paper and really you know getting things off your chest it comes together really really well you know, we didn't go in the studio to think, you know, we've got to we've got to try to be something different. It just unfolded naturally. And, you know, as soon as we put our harmonies on the tracks, you know, it just come it, it sounded like BB Mac. But I also think as well it's it's a good mix of both albums to a certain degree, but I think lyrically it's a lot more mature. Um and I think, you know, with the bands we've been listening to and stuff, it's you know, it's it's come together really, really well and you know, it's a little gem. We're really pleased. So, like, when it comes to, like, so, obviously with this one, like, song-wise, did you guys did you guys help write the songs or did you have people help you, like, write the songs for you guys? Yeah, there's some songs on there that we've done ourselves. We've had, we've had help with various writers, um, Johnny Radford in Los Angeles. Um, we did a few tracks with him. We did uh, a few tracks with a guy called Steve, Steve Crisantho over in Yorkshire. And also we had um, some involvement off the Firebox crew, the Liverpool lads. Um, the guys from Steve's band as well. So you know we've had we've had the right people on board, you know, to help us, you know, get the sound that we wanted. And then we all had the similar ideas, you know, with with how we wanted to sound as well. So we're quite lucky in that respect. You know, the lads that we've worked with, really great people. You know, a lot of BB Mac, a lot of the past songs. So I think you know that collaboration that we that we've had on this album. We you know we're really lucky to find the people that we had to help us create that sound. So collectively between between the group, you know, we, we, we feel that we we definitely got something special there and we you know, we, we just can't wait to get back on the road and tour. So you you've obviously got this tour coming up now, which starts off uh, November no, November third in San Diego. So like That's correct, yeah. What's we are we obviously seen you on the last tour that you guys did when we were in Chicago we were in Chicago, Chicago came to see you there. Oh yeah, yeah. So, like, is this tour going to be, like, an acoustic kind of feel like that one was, or is it, like, a full it's band gonna effect? It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same kind of setup um, because, basically, you know, I'm in, I'm in the UK, Christian's Los Angeles. You know, the, the, we've not had much time to get together to be able to do other songs. We have, you know, the, it, it's going to be very similar. I think next year, in all honesty, is going to be a different, more songs. I think it's going to be very very similar with regards to the acoustic vibe you know we've not got a full band as yet you know with the crowds that we're pulling in at the moment i think it's suited more for a more of an intimate crowd anyway so we're more than happy to carry on with what we've been doing with regards to the songs because um, they have gone down really well we're going to keep it you know stripped back again and so the fans can listen to the harmonies because you know we're a harmony band as well and you know if you can sing why not put, you know strip it back so everyone can hear what you can do well, that's what I love about BB Mac is the harmonies because I, 
<laughs> when I was a kid, growing up, I was in a pop band myself, and we used to sing back here on stage. Like we, you know, we figured out the harmonies and stuff and put them in, and it was great fun. I used to have this like this like eight track recording system, and I used to listen yeah. to your guys' first album, and I'd like I'd just I'd literally just record like just like an acapella version of the songs just with the harmonies so i've always admired you guys with the harmonies so i actually really enjoyed just the strip back acoustic set so i personally yeah, i don't think well, you guys should change that. it I, I i love it you know when we did our house of blues tour it was a completely different setup you know we we did 20 20 odd dates 28 dates i think it was sold out tour with a full band don't get me wrong it's amazing you know when you've got a full band on stage you know, it creates a different vibe and the crowd connects. But for me, I can get into the set of songs, probably more so when it is acoustic. You know, you can hear yourself, the crowd, you can see the connection you get from the crowd. You know, it, it's, a, it's a great feeling you get. It is a great feeling. And, I've, you know, you forget how special it feels on stage. It reminds me, when I'm, when I'm still on stage, you know, for our last tour, it made me think, wow, you know, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because of how you feel. I mean, you know yourself, you sing yourself, Gavin, you know, you know what it feels like to to sing and, you know, for someone to appreciate what you do. It's it, it's very, very rewarding, you know, and it's, yeah. uh, me and the guys have a lot of fun on stage as well and it reflects, you know, the crowd can see that we're enjoying it and we can see the crowd enjoy it. So it's a, it's, it's all in all, it's such a great atmosphere. Now, when we were, we were, when we, when we were uh, sitting back and, enjoying the concert in May at the House of Blues. A, like, a trance-like vibe came over the audience. You know, everybody was so into the, the music, smiling, singing along. Hell, I even told Gavin I was happy for once. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you know I, what? It's funny. <laughs> to see, to see from, from, from our perspective, when you're on stage and you're looking out to a crowd, you see a lot of different expressions, you know, you see people crying, you see, you know, couples holding hands and they're, they're, you, you, you can look at a particular couple and think, is this their song? You know, is this the <laughs> song that brought them together? You know, you, you, there's a lot of different kind of images you, that you can see, but to see that kind of reaction, it's a great feeling, you know, to connect well, with someone through music, you know, well, it's, it, it's a powerful it, thing. It was funny because like you, you guys performed Can't Say, and like you, yeah. when you guys get the crowd going, you're like, you guys sing, uh, can't say, can't say, but I do. <laughs> so like yeah. that bit came on and Scott was actually singing along to it, which Scott, like you've seen him, he looks like a biker. Like he's, he's got a big beard. He's a big guy. And he's, he's singing like, can't say. I bet you would have done Scott if your biker mates were next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I will, man. I will. <laughs> no, I, I, Honestly, man, I, I, I felt so good at that concert. You know, like, whatever problem I had at the moment just disappeared. And and your your music just, like, touched me, you know. and, and oh, like, I said, lovely to like I said, it made that's me cool. happy. And I'm a grumpy old dude, so, you know, <laughs> so for me to say... Do you like it, Scott? That's a great sign. That's a great sign. That'll do me. <laughs> and, but and, you know what? It's great. It's great because you... It, you know, there's a lot of people out there that that don't know we're back. You know, we're not, we're not. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't know we're actually back together yet. And there's probably a lot of people that haven't even heard our music. And we have had a few people that have been kind of forced to come to a show with the daughter or the or whoever, and they've come up to us and they've gone, "Oh my God, you guys are so good." You know, I didn't realise how good you were. And we've done some shows. You know, the last tour. I can't remember where it was now, which venue it was, and there was a lot of older people sat down on on, on tables, and I'm looking at the faces, and you kind of get, a, you know, a, an impression: did they like it? Did they not? But it was all well into it, and they all looked quite surprised. I don't think they knew what to expect. And as soon as you start doing like a big power ballad, like on Civil War, you know, they're kind of looking at each other in amazement, thinking, "Wow, these guys are actually good. I didn't expect them to be this good." And it's it's great to see that reaction of people, you know, not just the younger fans, but the, the you know the, the older generation as well. You know, if, if we can pull it off and connect with someone, you know, who's in the forties, fifties, that you know probably idolise, you know, I don't know the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, you know, the Eagles, you know, if they like that kind of music, they really are going to appreciate what BB might do as well. You know, we're an acoustic band, we sing live, we play instruments. You know, we like doing good songs at the end of the day, and a good song is a good song whether you like whatever genre of music. Right, you can connect with anybody. Well, well I, I know, I noticed that like when we the crowd, like for instance, like 
I, I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan, you know, I'll admit it, I love the Backstreet Boys, I've been to see them loads of times, I met my wife yeah, via... Yeah, same same many, many moons ago, many moons yeah. ago, I used to see a girl in Liverpool, I used to get on the train, and I used to have it on my Walkman at the time, <laughs> I used to play it over and over and over <laughs> again, I was like, oh my God, that Brian, his voice, my God, I used to love Brian's voice, and I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same they're as well. Bands. They're a great band, you know, it's all oh, nostalgic, yeah. it's all brings back memories of when you were a child and I think that's what we do now with the fans the songs that we do and the old songs you, you forget people can kind of relate to a certain song to their time of life and it, it's the same with myself you know you hear a song you think of the past you think of a certain time in your life that you that, that, that you that you connected with do you know what I'm saying it, oh yeah definitely of like yeah. You do the Backstreet Boys it reminds me when you were a child when yeah. you were your first love or whatever that might have been you know, it, it brings it all back to you. So, yeah, no, Backstreet Boys are a great band, good vocals. Well, well, I actually met my wife via their website, and, like, she's she lives in Canada, which is now where I live, because we got married, we got two kids, and it's because of our love for that band, so it's, like, it's crazy. Wow. Um, but, like, but my point... My point was that, like, when you go and see them, they've been going for 26 years now, and you'll see them on stage, and the fans who are like, you know, they're like my age, 35 upwards, they're still screaming like teenage girls, and it's fine. But like for me, I, I'm not doing that. I'm going to listen to the vocals, and it's really no, distracting. Throwing, no, no, you're throwing your underpants at them. Come on. <laughs> no it's just like I'm trying to enjoy the show, and like they're just they're kind of ruining it a little bit. But like when I seen you guys. Everybody listens, like everybody there is so happy to be there, but they listen to the music, and that was what I noticed yeah, at the difference. Great. It's great, and, and I love that. I love that. You know, there's certain shows you always get one who screams, and you know, there's one in particular where, where we played last year, there was one fan that was going absolutely mental, and she <laughs> caused a bit of an uproar in the crowd because people wanted to hear the vocals. Yeah. But there was quite a few that weren't able to hear it because she was just going crazy. But overdoing it, I mean, bless her, she's a big fan, you know, but I understand that, you know, you want to be able to hear the, the artist sing, and I prefer that. Be quiet, listen to what these can do, and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And we actually met some really nice people at that show as well that we've stayed in touch with, so that was really nice. I don't know if you know Meg, I can't remember her second name, but her name's Meg. Meg, yeah, Meg's lovely. She's great, yeah, she Meg. Is really you know, nice. We speak to our fans on social media, you know, there's a lot of fans, you know, from day one that we still speak to, and Meg's lovely. She comes yeah. to us, you know, as many shows as she can. There's also a, a, a guy called Tony Bass. Tony, yeah, yeah, to, Tony, yeah. He comes to he comes to a lot of shows. So yeah, we really, really appreciate the, you know the love that we get from these people because they have been there from day one and they are spreading the word as we speak. Of, you know, of us guys. So yeah, you know, she's lovely, Meg. She's a, she's know, a great girl. The, after you guys were singing and all that, you guys even surprised me. I meant that's the first harmony band that I've ever heard live was you guys now. But then really? you, you broke out and sang more than words by extreme, and it was amazing, man. You, you know, it, it's like I heard it for the first. It's like I heard it for the first time ever again. You, you know, and I loved your rendition of it. Do you know when you were talking about obviously when you when the when the crowd go quiet? That is one song out of the whole set. I think where you can actually hear a pin drop. Definitely. I think it's because when when we when we was choosing a song to showcase the harmony, I think that it just fitted so well that song. Um, we did you know we went through the harmonies and it was pretty instant. We all knew what we what harmony we were going to do, and yeah, it was a perfect representation of us guys in terms of vocals, in terms of three-part harmony that was definitely the right song to, to do and you know it, it, we was lucky enough to be able to play that in boston with extreme it was just bizarre oh really like, wow that's awesome wow. yeah we we played we played on stage in front of thousands of people in a stadium with extreme singing more than words and that was one of the highlights of my career was was doing that because you know more than words i mean come on it's just uh it's, a, it's just a, an epic song that I think everybody knows. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. Awesome, with the, so good. With the, with the new album, Power Station, what what's your favourite track off of it? Mine is the, the name song, Power Station. It really has like a Beatles vibe to it. Yeah, definitely. It does have a Beatles vibe. I think Power Station was, in terms of the title for the album, we thought Power Station was... Because we did say, should we do it self-titled? And we was looking through the titles of songs and we thought, well, do you know, Power Station is perfect. 
you know, we put it at the end of the track, at the end of the album, because it, it's just a, a, a great reflection, you know, of us guys, you know, of our lives and stuff like that. And it's a great end of the album as well. I know it's kind of more like an interlude and people are saying, oh, I want to hear more of that song, you know, but I think it's a... Uh, Power Station came about for the album because, you know, there's three of us in a band and we, we are the driving force behind the whole thing. You know, we are the Power Station as such. So we thought that would be a perfect kind of choice of sort of name for the album more than any of them. But no, it's a great song. It's very Beatlesque, and, um, you know, we're all fans of the Beatles. So, yeah, right. we thought it would have been easily suited. But my favourite track, God, if I had to pick one, Uncivil War for me, probably. That's one of mine, yeah. Yeah, that's a good Great song. song. You know, Johnny, Johnny Radford, Mead uh, in Los Angeles, such a such an intelligent writer, producer. Um, we did that with him, and it's such a powerful ballad. It's such an epic song. We, we recorded that in his house in Los Angeles, and it was one of them where we, we we put it down, and the magic happened. We all looked at each other and we thought, "Wow, we've got something special here." Um, it's such a great song. You know, emotionally, you know, production-wise with the strings. Yeah, I think I'd have to pick that, but I've got a few. I go from one song to the next. You've got to give a song a bit of time, really. You've got to play a song a few times, more than a few times. And I've got I've got favourites daily, different. You know, I think So Far Away is a great song. Bullet Train, you know, again, great tune. It's a great representation for us guys after, you know, 15 years of being apart. We thought that was probably the best song to say we're back Definitely. you know it's a great 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 song i like them all wolves wolves is a great track wolves for is me. A, yeah wolves are my favorite up to now wolves so is, a, is, is a great track it, 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 it get it, you know it gets to you straight away it makes the airs at the back of your back of your neck stand up and you know the production was just perfect for that tune so you know the, the whole album we're so proud of it you know we're so proud of it when my we, kids my, my kids love the album like because i've been playing it constantly non-stop and the kids, the kids have loved Bullet Train since it first came out. Like my son, it's his favorite song. He lo- like he's only two, and it's the first song you know he ever what? sang. It's funny <laughs> that you're saying that. Do you know what? It's funny you're saying that because I think Bullet Train resonates with kids more so than adults. <laughs> 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 I've got I've got a three year old yet that I always play Baby Mac in the car, take him to school and nursery. I always want to kind of put that you know this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. You know this is what my job is and you know they, they, they love it and they always say my three year old more so than my six year old daddy put bullet on so I put it on <laughs> I put it on my phone I've got it on my Dropbox there and I'm, I'm thinking oh I want to record it but I can't record it and play it at Dropbox at the same time and they're there singing it proper singing <laughs> it in the back on the way to school and it's like oh my god this is fantastic this, this is great they want it on all the time but the amount of times on social media that Fans are saying, oh, my two-year-old or my three-year-old or whatever absolutely loves Bullet Train. I think, I don't know what it is, is it because it's repetitive, it's easy to sing, you know, there's not many lyrics in there sort of thing, but I don't know, but it's one of them songs that everyone loves. The kids love it. <laughs> Definitely. So what do your boys think about you and what you do? Like, is this, they obviously weren't around when you did it the first time round. Do you know what, it's... I think it's still sinking in with them. I mean, my three-year-old is probably a bit too young to really realise what I'm actually doing at the moment. Um, my six-year-old, I'm playing in videos of you know old stuff, and he watches it and he's he's into it. I don't. I, I, I still feel yet he's he's yet to really appreciate what I'm doing. He loves music. You know, both of them can sing as well. You know, they, they can sing in tune. I'm always like, you know, the first thing I always do is sing a song, and I'm looking out, can they actually sing? And I'm like, yeah, you can sing. You yeah, I'm like that with my kids way. as well, yeah, definitely. I'm like, you, you really, really can sing me, you know, my three-year-old singing Bar Bar Black Sheep and all that, you know what I mean? And he's, oh. sing, he's singing <laughs> his banging tune. It, it, I think it's still yet to sink in properly. You know, I, I, like I say, I'm trying to, you know, show them as much as I can of what I'm doing for, for, them, for them to realise this is what Daddy does. You know, but so, I think in time, over the next couple of years, I think they'll really take it in. So you got this gig on in Manchester on the fifteenth of December. Are the boys going to go and watch you there? Well, I'm I'm still waiting to hear back from management. I don't know what age it is. I don't know if it's if it's eighteen. If you've got to be oh, over eighteen okay. or what. I'm, I'm not too sure. 
Um, I'd like my, my my six-year-old to come, if anything. I mean, I think we're probably going to be on about half eight, nine o'clock at night, so it's probably going to be a bit too late for True my, enough, for my, yeah. for my yeah. Um But I'd really, really love Oliver, um, my eldest, to come along, because I think until he actually sees me live, I think he'd re- love it. He'll absolutely love it. Def- and, and he definitely will. They love music, you know. So hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, he, he'll be able to come to it. I wish I was back for it actually, because like, obviously I'm originally from the UK, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a shame. yeah, yeah. Where about in Liverpool are you from? I'm actually from the Wirral, so like. Oh, you're from the Wirral, are you? Right, okay. Yeah, just across the water, but it's easier here just to say, "Oh, I'm from Liverpool," because everyone knows where that is because Everybody of the Beatles. Knows so. it, yeah. Where's the Wirral? Where's the Wirral, guys? Where's yeah, the exactly. Yeah, they're like, who? Well, who's famous? It's from the Wirral, and I'm like, Hyacinth Bouquet. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, straight over the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. You know, it's you know, you you you're a dad yourself. You know, and it's to see to see uh, you know your kids appreciate what you do and love what you do, what your passion is. You know, I'm hoping I'm going to touch my boys. You know, massively through music, and I want to be a big influence on their lives through music. And hopefully, they're going you know they're going to do the same. Apparently, my eldest wants to be a singer and a footballer at the same time. So you need to choose one. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's great. This is why I'm doing it. You know, it's this is why I'm doing music. Is purely obviously for myself to be doing my passion. But when you've got kids, it's a different scenario altogether. You know, my reasons for doing it now are much greater than they was when I was in my twenties. So I'm hoping it's going to resonate with them and they'll carry on. You know, like I'm doing as well. Now, because you're doing like touring and all that, and you you are a health fanatic, you know, like you like to go to the gym and all that. How do you find time to like on tour, you know, on your busy schedule to hit the gym? And you know what, what? All I do, all I do is I type in gym in the area on my phone, and it comes up on Google Maps, and I see what's closest. I look at my schedule, um, and I always try to get it in first thing in the morning. And it's important for me because I've been doing. I've been in the fitness industry now, well, as a personal trainer for ten years. So it's kind of in me to be training. It's kind of a habit now. So for a lot of reasons why I do my training, it's on my own mind, for my own mindset sort of thing. Is I have to do that. You know, it's like it's, it starts my day up the right way. But on tour, it's it can be difficult. It depends what 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 you what schedule you've got, but. I find getting it done first thing in the morning is probably the, the best time for me. It can be quite tiring to do sometimes, and you know, I try to get it in when I can because I do train six times a week. I have been doing for the past few months training six times a week, so I'd like to try and get at least a few times a week whilst I'm on tour this time around. But if I don't, it'll be in the hotel room doing press ups or cleaning, pressing stay over me head. Because, like, <laughs> like, you go to cities like Chicago and New York and, like, where all the great food is, man. How do you fight the temptation to, like, just, like, eat everything, man? Because, like, I, I, used to, I, I used to do the gym six days a week as, as well, and I loved working out, but, man, I got lazy. <laughs> and uh, it you sucks. You know what? You've got, you got, you got to be realistic as well, you know. I, I, at the minute, I mean, I... I, I weigh everything to the gram. I've got all my macros to, to you know, bang on in terms of, you know, the, the grams of protein, my fats, my carbs, my calorie intake. When I'm on tour, you've got to forget about that. That is just not feasible with what I'm doing at the time. You know, I'm not going to be able to do that as well as, you know, I'm on the road, I'm driving here, there and everywhere. There's a lot of, you know, 7-Elevens and truck stops and blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to be able to do what I, what I can do at home. So you've just got to bite the bullet and make sensible choices. Don't get me wrong, I do like eating rubbish as well. <laughs> but I tend to try not to do that at this moment in time because I'm training hard and I'm dieting. But you've just got to get that balance, I suppose. And, and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my clients, for instance, when they eat bad, they beat themselves up. I say, listen, you just got to go with it. Dust yourself off, get in the gym and carry on. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't be 100%, 100% of the time. You know what I mean? you just got to get that balance right. And for me, on tour, I've just got to do whatever I can. Make sensible choices, train, and that's it. And it's only going to be for a short time and get back home and get back on it again. Right. So right. what what made you get into the, the whole fitness thing? For me, when I was, well, when I was in school, I was always, you know, conscious of, you know, how I look, as a lot of kids are nowadays anyway, but I was always into the gym. I always liked lifting weights. 
I read a lot and I found myself helping people out in the gym that were much older than me. And I was thinking, God, they're asking me for advice. And I'm thinking, flipping heck, what's going on here? And <laughs> I kind of put it, I kind of put it to bed for a while. Obviously, I got into the band. This I went to college, got into the band, and I did a career of music. Then, obviously, we disbanded in 2003. I didn't, I didn't get into the fitness game straight after that. I was kind of a bit of a at a loose end at that particular point. I did a bit of writing myself, thinking, shall I go solo? I was in two minds of what to do. So I write various songs, um, and I actually got into the tiling game after that with my brother. He said, just come on board with me and start learning how to tile. And I thought, you know what, I'll do that for a bit. And I had a good crack with my brother and his friend, who was, who was going all around the country, tiling car showrooms. You know, a great trade, to be honest. I learned, I, I learned the trade. I was with my brother, who was staying away, who was having a good laugh. You know, a couple of years went by, and I thought, you know what, this isn't for me. You know, there's only so much of that I could have done. And I thought, you know what? I'll get into the fitness game. It's what I, it's what I loved initially, and I've been doing it for ten years. And yeah, that's, I've, you know, I've got a great client base. I've learned a hell of a lot in the industry, and uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. Really, just just purely for the love of it. That's it. Well, for anyone who hasn't seen you as well recently, you are like jacked now. You look like Wolverine or something. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're huge now. It's it's, it's just it's just without, uncanny without actually. The, without the, without the uh, blades on my hands. Oh well, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, and, and the sideburns. And the sideburns, no, not at the moment, no. I'll give that a Yeah, when I when I was doing my workout regimen, I was following a program by a uh, a person from Wales named Chris Gethin, and he has like a twelve week program, and I lost a hundred pounds in twelve weeks. But wow, then, that's but then afterwards. My, I started gaining a lot of weight and all that, and and my doctor asked me, well, what's what's the problem? And I was like, well, my program ended, you know. So I kind of got lazy after that and started <laughs> eating again, <laughs> you know. So, That's yes. the thing, though. You've got to be able to with anyone, with any of my clients. When I've got a client, I get into a consultation room and I tell them what they've got to do. It's a it, it's a choice. At the end of the day, you've got to make it a lifestyle change. It's not necessarily a diet. You've got to do something for in terms of food that fits with your lifestyle because you've got to have that maintainable kind of sustainability that you can that you can carry on for months and months on end you know if, if a client says to me well, when's my cheat day and i said well you're asking me when you when's your cheat day you've not even started your diet yet <laughs> you know what i mean it's kind of, you, you, you've got to be able it's, you've got to be realistic with yourself and it's got to work for you everyone's got a schedule that they've got to do with work schedule family life you know, it's got to fit in with that with, with that particular individual. And if it causes stress, you've got to look at plan B. You've got to look at another an, another alternative that, that's going to work for you. So, I mean, eating clean is something you can do, you know, forever. But you've got to allow yourself little treats here and there that we spoke about before. You know, I tend to have a treat on a weekend and then get back on it after that in the week and I'm training hard. You know, if if you do that and you reward yourself, you, you've got you've got you can sustain it for longer periods of time. If you if you kind of keep yourself away from all the treats in life, you're like you're pulling your hair out. You're thinking this is boring. You know, <laughs> for people to say, oh, "Can I not drink alcohol?" Well, I'll say, "Well, that's your choice. How important is your goal? How quickly do you want to get to your goal?" You know, you can still have a drink and get goal, get 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 results. That that's that's that that, that can happen, no problem. But it's getting that right balance that fits for you and not going overboard. Yeah, it's 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 hard, man. And then healthy food costs more than regular food, which is another setback. So it is. But again, it's 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 how how important is it to you, and and you've got to make it work for yourself. But there's a lot of places in England now. There's a lot of supermarkets. You can get stuff really really cheap, and it's great quality. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not it's not like that over here, though. I find like especially in the states. I mean, I'm obviously in Canada, but. It's it's really expensive to buy healthy stuff. It's it's ridiculous, really. Is it really? Well, see that 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 that, that could be a problem then. But I'm on over here. There's a there's a lot of stores now that you know so competitive now, where they you know they're selling stuff really cheap and it's great great quality. They do a lot of like fish markets around here. The best place to get stuff is like a fish market. If you like fish, go to a fish market, get stuff far 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 cheaper and it's great quality. I miss all that. 
I miss all that sort of stuff, like the fish markets and the butchers and all. You don't. It's not like that over here. You just you, you just go to the su- like the supermarket and the, your meat is there. You're not seeing a butcher or a fishmonger. It's it's just not the same. Right, 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 right. It's, it's what it is. The price you've got to pay, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I'll, send you, I'll send you a load of steak over. I'll ship you a load of steak over from a supermarket. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for that one. <laughs> That's some salmon. The best, you guys do the best day though. I mean, in Medico, we went to a place called Longhorns, I think it was called. Oh man, I love them. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I've got this ribeye steak, which was like the size of a, a, a small cow. Yes, it's called, uh, it's called, it's called the Outlaw. It was just incredible. I was like, oh my God. Me, me, Chris and Steve, every time we had a bite, I was going, oh my God. <laughs> this is amazing it was just incredible so yeah these guys know how to do steak over there wow Un- unbelievable I'll be going back there again if I can if you're, if you're, I'm telling you if you guys want to like when you're in the area if you ever want to go we can go man I'll invite Absolutely. you to dinner get it, get it in the diary let's do this <laughs> it's, it's funny it's funny because you, Scott you wouldn't take me there when, when I was visiting because I mentioned that place and you were like no we won't go there and we ended up going somewhere shitty instead Oh, I like them. Oh, no, you didn't take him to McDonald's, did you? No, we actually not. I'll tell you where he took us. He took us to, uh, what's it called, Popeye's Chicken. And, Popeye's Chicken? Right, no, listen, right, okay. Now, he took us, it was a really... There's a Popeye's Chicken in England, right? There's a Popeye's Chicken near where I live. If you've seen it, you won't, get, you won't let your dog eat it. Aww. No, well, this was, this was even worse because it, it was like an area where white people aren't liked very much. So, like, they actually wouldn't serve me. Like, it took me forever just to get served. They kept saying, that's not on the menu, that's not on the menu. I'm like, the dirty... Lo- what, did yeah, you get, what did you get? Did you just get chips? I think it just got half I think it just got half the meal and the rest she didn't even give me, so never mind. <laughs> I would have complained to the manager. Oh, no, no, that, it was the manager that was doing it. <laughs> and then I, I told Gavin, I go, hey, I just want to let you know this guy, this area is not very safe. And he's like, well, why did you bring me here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I think you did go back there again. Oh man, I go back to Popeyes quite a bit. And then we got White <laughs> then we got White Castle. You know, these little right. burgers and uh yeah, that tears your stomach up. Oh, there's some nice burger places in Manchester, some really nice gourmet burgers, really nice, uh oh, there's some really good places. You're making me hungry. I've not had my tea. I'm starving. Stop talking about food. <laughs> so, with with all the touring you've done and all that, what has been like your favorite city that you've been in? That you know that you're like, oh, I can't wait to come you back know, here. You know what? For me, I absolutely loved Chicago. Huh. I loved it, and and I've been there many times. But back then, you know, in 2000, 2001, 2002, when we was like going here, there and everywhere, which is absolutely mental. We didn't really have time to take places in because we would literally get a flight in a place, do a TV, get on a plane, do such a thing another way, you know, another place. But I was there last time and we walked around the city and I couldn't believe how clean the place was. It was quite festive. It was near Christmas. The Christmas tree lights were up. We actually, we actually went to see the Christmas tree lights being turned on in a park and it was so festive. It's like what you see in a film. It was lovely. It's quite cold. Everyone was like rugged up and all that. It was dead nice. And I was like, wow, this city is so amazing. Um, I normally go for like really like hot. I mean, LA is a place I love because we, we spent a lot of time there. We, we lived there for quite a while. But I was quite taken back with Chicago. We did a lot of sightseeing, did all the touristy bits, and really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. What was the highlight of the early days, BB Mac? What was the highlight of the? If you could pick one thing that you guys did, what would you say it was? The highlight was after all the hard work in 2000. You know, doing all the big TVs and supporting the likes of NSYNC. One of the highlights, supporting British Spurs again amazing experience but to be able to do our own headlining our own tour house of blues sold out all across america was just like the icing on the cake it was like right lads we've done it it was it was such an amazing amazing thing to achieve you know three lads from england that started off writing in our bedrooms you know we signed on the dole you know getting benefits for a couple of years because our dream was to 
you know, do a career in music and we worked hard at it. So from that to that particular point was a pretty, pretty mad feeling. It was quite an overwhelming feeling. I do remember what, a time in America when we all looked at each other and we thought, wow, this is getting a bit crazy for us. We did a, we did a mall sign in Los Angeles. In fact, it was on. It was on a recent video we posted on Power Station, actually. Yes, and yes. And you can see us walking in the mall. Do you know we walked in the mall? We got police escorted. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You've seen the video. It's on the. It's on the, one of the, one of the recent posts. Anyway, we're walking through a mall. We we did a signing, but we did a performance, and there was like tears of fans, like overlooking us. It was absolutely crazy. The fans were going wild. They were chasing us at the end of it on the you know in cars and coaches. And we just went, wow, this is this is this is madness. We didn't experience anything to that level up until that point, and that was a, a, a that was a day I'll never forget. We, we thought, wow, this is kind of changing for us guys, you know, after all the hard work that we put in <clears throat> to that particular point. It was pretty mind blowing. It really was. I remember it blowing up in the states. I mean, I wasn't in the states, but it, like I, I've followed you guys since the first release of Back Here, and like yeah loved you guys since then but then I remember it was being like oh no these guys are massive in America like so much bigger in the States than in the UK and it was just crazy to even think of that really you know we released back here in 98 it didn't do so well I think it got to number 36 um, and we went to America in 99 at the end of 99 we had various meetings with various companies and we did get a lot of interest and we eventually obviously signed to Hollywood Records and literally after signing with them in December of 99 January, the itinerary for the year was pretty much mapped out. It was mad. So we basically wow. got on a plane, got on a plane, went to Disney World, and we did the Disney special. And that was kickstarting our career, doing the Disney special. And we both, you know, myself, Christian, and Steve knew the importance of this because, it, you know, it, it kicks off the career for NSYNC, it kicks off the career for for um, Britney Spears. And we thought, wow, this is this is unbelievable exposure for us. So we we basically from that moment, it was crazy busy. I mean, I did a diary that year and wrote down absolutely everything we did, from photo shoots to interviews to you know everything across the board. Even when I went to the gym, I wrote down. And basically that year we did 180 flights that year. Wow. We was <laughs> in every nook and cranny of America, in Canada. It was absolutely crazy but you got to think back then there were no social media so we had to go to these places and see the fans in person you know see you know do, do all these you know radio interviews do all you know the tvs like i say it was a massive whirlwind for us it really was it was crazy but now obviously the power of social media it's, it's a different way to get with the fans you know you can do a video of a performance in your garden press of a button you're posting it and potentially reaching out to millions of people so the difference is, you know, it's so different nowadays, obviously. But yeah, we were busy. We were really busy. But I think what what I like about you is as well is that you've got like a normal Facebook account and you're really interactive with everybody on it, which is un actually unheard of, really. When people, you know, when people have got like celebrity status, it's unheard of for somebody to actually interact with their fans the way you do. And Steve does it as well. But I've noticed you're more active than anybody else, and I just yeah, think that's incredible. Do you know what? It's, it doesn't take two minutes every day. I mean, I'm I'm busy with my job. We're all busy. We've all got busy lives. But I do try my best to just to say a little comment or a thank you. You know, just it goes a long you. way, doesn't it? It does go a long way because myself, you know, if I you know look up to somebody's eyes and and, and they reply to myself, I'd be like, oh, flipping that. That's it. Just puts you in a different light for them. It makes it makes you just a real person. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, not, you're no different than anybody else. My job is, I'm in the music industry, I'm a, I'm a singer, I'm no different than anybody else. So, if anything, if it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't be here today. So they make you who you are. You know what I mean? They put you where you want to be. And we massively appreciate, you know, the fan support that we get. You know, we've got we've got a BB Max Street team that are working so hard at putting the name out there for us. And we massively appreciate it. You know, they're working so hard to get our name out there. So, yeah, you, you've got to be able to do that. You've got to be able to give time for the fans. Um, because, like you say, it's they massively appreciate it and it's it makes their day. So, yeah, you've got to do it. So when you made it big and you when you knew you made it big and, you know, like, what was, like, the first big 
expense item that you're like, oh, I can get this now. I'm just. <laughs> Do you know the the, the 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 biggest the biggest item that I bought? It wasn't even for me. It was for my brother. I bought him a car. Wow. Um, basically, I wasn't I wasn't actually driving at the time. And I tell you a story. It was basically in England. I was in Christian's dad's car which he had this Hyundai Coupe sports car with brand spanking new, black leather interior. And back then it was, oh, it was, it was a silver, it was gorgeous. My brother was in it. He was like, he was amazed with it. Thought, oh my God, I love this car. This is a, dead. he was amazed with this car. So anyway, as time went on, um, he was selling his car. He was getting something else about a year later. And my brother had just passed his test. So I'm there, Tony, Tony Christian's dad said, oh, I'm, getting, I'm selling my car. I said, all right. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll buy it off you. I'll get it for my brother. So anyway, at the time, I bought it, 12 grand, which then was a lot of money, you know, oh, yeah. back in the day, 12,000 pounds. 12, so I bought him the car. I insured him as well for two grand. He had no idea. And I thought, right, it was Christmas a couple of weeks later. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'll give it, I'll give it him as a Christmas present. So I thought, well, I don't know how to do this. How do we do it? Do we do it? How am I going to park it outside? So anyway, <laughs> I decided to give it. I, I decided to give it him on the twenty third of December. I don't know why. I just ended up doing it. So basically, my brother was living with me with me mum at the time, and I went in the house, and I just said, "Merry Christmas, Daniel," and I, and I just shook his hand with a set of keys. And he looked at the keys. He went. Anyway, he went outside, and I'm not, I'm not lying to you, his legs were on him. He nearly, he nearly fell to the floor. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. He, he, he was amazed. He sat in there and said, this is yours, Daniel. This is yours. And it was such a great thing to do. I mean, me and my brother are like best friends. You know, we're dead close, oh, always have been, and always, always will be. We talk to each other every day on the phone. I was literally on the phone to him before. Um, and to see his reaction was priceless. It was like to be able to do that for your family, especially your brother, your best mate. Yeah. Was uh, it gave me such you know, it was so rewarding for me. Yeah, you and get more joy. Anyway. Well, you get more joy out of you doing that than you would buying yourself you something. So I tell you what, you do, you really do. And um, I did it to you know, obviously I did a lot of special things for my mom and stuff like that, and it, it was great. It's just, it gives you a good feeling inside, you know. As we start winding it down, because. You've been more than gracious with your time. We like to do thing like a, a top five question here that we ask okay. all of our celebrities. So if you are ready, Gavin, kick it off. Okay, yeah. So these are just five random questions we we can ask anybody, but the answer is, is obviously always different. So yeah. the, the the first question is, um, what one song defines you? Oh God, that's a great question. Like any song, not what? a BB Max song, like any song. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's a hard question. It's really uh, hard. What? Oh, God, I've never had that asked me before. You've really, you've really caught me off guard here. Well, I, it's got to be a song either from Stevie Wonder or Donny Hathaway. Um, oh, God. A song for you, Donny Hathaway. You taught me precious secrets of a true Holding nothing You came out in front When I was hiding Now I'm so much better And if my words don't come together Listen to the melody Cause my love is in there and like Christian told you, me and Gavin are all over the place with, with our questions. So, uh, what is the perfect meal? Perfect meal. Steak. Mm. A big fat steak. No, a big lover of steak. No, do you know what? Oh, a lamb <laughs> roast dinner. A lamb roast dinner. With all the trimmings, huh? With all the trimmings, yeah. I'm, uh, oh, yeah. A lamb roast dinner. Uh, but, and steak. What? When it's cooked perfectly and it falls off the bone, that's exactly what you oh want. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. You can't beat lamb in the oven when you walk in your house and it's been cooking. You sit out, you walk the dog, and you come back in and you go, oh, my God, can you smell that? 
little bit of mint sauce on the side. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so next question. Can you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows? <laughs> a little, little bit of a, Mar- a Mark Barry fact. Okay, when I was four years old, four or five years old, I was in hospital for three months um, because I had um, a very, very big hip uh, operation. I've got a big scar down my left side of my leg because my left leg wasn't growing like my right, so I had a limp and I had to learn how to walk again. Wow. But I'll tell you what, I come out of hospital, I come out of hospital, I had sports day, and I whooped everyone's ass. No one could beat me running. I was like Forrest Gump. <laughs> run, Mark, I was, run. I was rapid. I was rapid. I'm telling you, I was really quick. <laughs> so question four, what inspires you? Family inspire me. Family, oh, my two boys. My two boys inspire me more than anything in this world. That Good is my answer. answer. My two boys are <laughs> my life, and yeah, my two babies. Nice. Uh, so, last question is: uh, What is your favourite place anywhere in the world? What's your favourite place? Well, my favourite place. Wow. Not the gym. <laughs> Not the gym. Well, I was going to say that. Um, my favourite place in the world is. Um... Oh, that's a really tough one. I love. I love LA. Um, for beauty, I love Santorini. A place called Ia is stunning. Um, I had to pick one. My travels, my travels. Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. God. <laughs> Probably Ia for, for beauty. I love Ia in Greece. Ia, Ia sounds nice. Oh, do you get, do you get it, it? It's gorgeous. <laughs> Santorini. Ia, Ia sounds nice. <laughs> it's, it's lovely. Santorini, Santorini's gorgeous. I love Santorini, but it's just so fun. Like, it depends what mm, depends what you want. I love Los Angeles. I lived there for three years, oh, for, well, for two years, on and off. Um, sad and home. I love home. Can't be. There's no place like. You can't home. be so. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Again, thank you for your time, man. And and oh, for yeah, every- listen, any time. I really appreciate you, you know you guys taking the time out to speak to me that's 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 great thank you so much no like it's it's been really nice like when we met you guys obviously we'd already spoke to christian before you met you guys and then meeting you guys was so wonderful you guys were so nice to us and like you you mentioned a few times to us how much you wanted to talk to us and that meant so much because normally we have to bug people to get them to come and talk to us so you've been so nice and just even just setting it up like you apologized the other day because we couldn't pick a day and i'm like you don't need to say sorry like everybody's busy like it's it, it's totally cool but honestly man you are one of the most genuinely nice people i've ever met and i honestly mean oh, that. That, that means that means a lot that means a lot you know when i like, like i was talking before but when i'm on stage I've realised this is why I'm doing it. The feeling that I get, the joy that it brings to me, how important it is to do music and express. The, the best is still yet to come, I'm telling you, the best is still yet to come. And I feel vocally still better, the best is still yet to come. I'm a soul man, me. I'm a big soul, soul person. I do a lot of stuff on differently, so different to BB Matt that you go, God, is that you singing? Because <laughs> I'm a soul man, Stevie Wonder. I can sound completely different, but you know, Billy Mac is my is 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 everything to me. Billy Mac is, is is amazing, but I'm I'm a big lover of soul and projecting my my voice through you know vocally, soulfully. It connects you know emotionally. I like singing emotionally as well. Yeah, me too. People, so. Me too. I'd, you, you know, know what? what? I'd love. I'd love to spend like an hour with you just singing songs. That'd be so much fun. Just to sit there, just going through different backing tracks and just having to sing. Oh, <laughs> mate, mate, whatever. Listen, I'd, I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that, no problem. Because I know it's, it's music, it's, it's such a powerful thing. Hey, what's up? This is Brad. This is Devin. And Rich is looking down from heaven. And we're at LFO when you're listening to a major's mess hall. Thank you so much for your time. Thank thanks, thanks so much, man. It's been great. And I'm, ba- I'm hoping to come back next year for a visit. If you're around Manchester, I would love to, go to buy you a coffee or something. Oh, mate, give us a shout. Definitely give us a shout, honestly, Gavin, and we'll meet up for sure. But we'll keep, we'll keep in touch on Facebook anyway. Like Gavin said, you guys are like the best, most genuine, and uh, 
you got because of that you guys made me a, a new fan and a you know keep on and good luck with the with the tour oh mate oh thank you so much we just got to reach out now and, and find all the fans that we had back in 2000 you know it's uh social media we've got to reach out well, to these people and find them and we will it's a build you know it's a build and we are building slowly but it's, it's all just about a matter of time it's a matter well, of I'm time con- we'll be out there i'm too. convinced i'm convinced that james corden who hosts the late late show you know who he is he, uh, I'm convinced yeah. he's he's a fan of you guys because he loves all the the boy, like the boy bands from back then, and you guys were were thrown into that category. I'm convinced he like he loves BB Mac, and he probably doesn't even know you guys are back yet. So we need to we need to get that street team to start making a noise so he hears it yeah. because he's just had he's just had O Town on the show, and like O Town have done the same as you guys. They came back and he had them on the Late Late Show, so we've got to try and get BB Mac on the Late Late Show. We would love that. I mean, it, we, we, that's something we can do. We couldn't do carpool karaoke. Do you know how much it is to do carpool karaoke? No. <laughs> no. $50,000. What? That's how much they charge. We looked into wow. it, 50 grand. I can't even believe they charge for that. I figured they'd just be like, yeah, we want you on the show. Wow. 50 grand. I think, I think it's about four for the late show. <laughs> oh, my God. Just do your own. You don't need him in the car anyway. If you guys are in Nova Scotia, you guys could do like uh, Nova Scotia karaoke, and Gavin could drive you around and sing with you guys. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll say it's a Popeye chicken. That was that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, Mark, you uh, you have a great guys. evening. Oh, man. guys, thank you. Stop blokes, stop blokes. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Same to you. Take it easy, Mark. I'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Listen, we'll keep in touch. Yeah, keep on keep in touch on Facebook. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Hey, this is Christian Burns here from BB Match, and uh, you're tuned into the Major Metal Podcast. You know, you got to see what we'd see, you know, and talk to him. He's just a normal guy, man. Like, yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's a really nice. You nice know, fella. I'm glad to talk to him about his uh, workouts and and you know singing and all that. And so, steak. <laughs> oh, and steak, man. <laughs> so. But, well, uh, we should probably give yeah, out. We I should mean, probably give out some of the tour dates as well, because it's like there's not a, there's not a lot of dates for this for this one that's coming up. So it's important that if you do want to see them, you should get your tickets ASAP. And uh, this this tour kicks off in like two days, so you really don't have a lot of time. It, it starts on it starts on November third in San Diego at the House of Blues, and tickets are still available. So. Uh, Act now, because I'm sure by tomorrow, or the next day, you know, or the day of the show, that they're going to be gone. And then on the Tuesday, they're uh, November fifth. They're in Los Angeles. Uh, Wednesday, they're in San Francisco. That's on the sixth. Thursday, the seventh, they're in Anaheim. Uh, Friday, November fifth, they're in Orlando, Florida. Uh, same again, no, uh, Orlando, Florida, on the sixteenth of November. And then December, they're flying straight back, ho- straight back over to where they are originally from and where I'm from, the UK. They're in London on the 12th of December. And then Friday, December th- uh, 13th, Birmingham. It's a really cool city in the UK. And then after that, they're in Manchester, which is Mark's hometown, uh, not too far away from where I'm from. And then um, on Monday, December 16th, they finish it all in Glasgow, which is in Scotland, in the United Kingdom. So... There's a, there's a few tour dates there, and you know you should definitely go. If I was in the UK, I would have already booked my tickets to go and see him. You would have probably bought all three t- shows in the UK. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I know when I come back to Chicago, I'm definitely going to go see them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'd even love to do that again. Come back because the experience of just Chicago's amazing anyway, but the experience of going for a specific reason to actually go and see a band. I mean, it was incredible. I loved it. it just the atmosphere was great, and and the guys were great, and yeah, it was an awesome trip. Loved it. So just to get back on track with the, our podcast as well, because this has been a you know different episode for us. Um, you can find us if you like what you hear. We are on Spotify, which you probably already know if you're listening to it on Spotify. But if not, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, basically all the decent podcast places you will find Majors Mess Hall. And we've interviewed a lot of other uh, people, uh, you know, like the, the band LFO. We had those guys come on and talk to us. Um, a lot of the Trailer Park Boys cast have been on to talk to us. John Chalice. Yeah, uh, from Only Phil's Norses, the UK comedy show. Ewan McIntosh. Yeah, Ewan McIntosh from, from the, the office. Uh, UK version 
offense. We've had Jonathan Torrance and Jeremy Taggart. Man, we've had a lot of people. And we've also had Christian Burns as well from BB Max. So if you go back to episode 94 and listen to his interview that was that was a while before they hadn't even finished the album when he came on so that that's a you know that's a di- totally different interview to what we just did with mark there so if you are a bb mac fan definitely go back and check that one out yeah because i think think we actually did that a couple weeks before uh you guys got here in may yeah it was because at the time we didn't even know we were going it was only after we did that interview we were invited over to go and see them so that's kind of where it all started awesome so we've now got to work on trying to get Steve on, because that'll be good. Yeah, so Steve, if you're listening to this, please come on the muscle and and just finish up the tri- trifecta. And uh, we'll get him. You know, you. we'll get him. And you know how I know because he is a scouser, which means he's from Liverpool, which is technically where I'm from. And you know, we're nice guys and we do people favors. So, <laughs> so I think he'll come on. Now, I do think he said he would. Anyway, we, we asked him a few times and he mentioned he would. So, um, Also, as well, you can go to our website, majorsmesshall.com, and that will give you links to our social media. Like We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. If you want to go direct to Twitter, it's at Majors Mess Hall. We're also on Instagram, at Mess Hall Podcast. Uh, we're basically, like we've said before, we're like shit in the field. We're everywhere. Everywhere, L- literally everywhere. Yeah, it used to be we're everywhere apart from Spotify, but then we eventually got on there, and now we are everywhere. So, and as always, you know, for the people that have hung with us from the beginning, I don't know how many that is, but uh, thank you for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, continuing your support of the Meso. We really appreciate it. And for those that are just turn- tuning in now, you know, and you like what you hear thank you and continue listening because i mean we've been doing this for four years we're only going to get better shit you'd think we'd be better by now but i think we're worse than when we started (laughs) (laughs) and now as you can see here it's just the two of us doing the podcast so uh, (laughs) that's how far we've come (laughs) and the 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 thing is as well the other two won't give a flying fuck that they haven't been here because that's what we're we're like we don't really care (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) No, it's just a one-off. You know, normally it's for, there's four of us, and it's there's a lot of joking around and banter, and we play games and a lot of different features, and we discuss you know day-to-day topics and things like that. And it's it is a little different than what it's been uh, for this episode. But as for as for really interesting guests, you know that's something that we do quite often. So definitely definitely stick with us. We even have the occasional listener come on our show, you know, to talk to us, and we don't just stick with like big name celebrities you know you guys are just as important to us as they are you know because without you guys you know we wouldn't ha- be happening yeah it's true and you know that if, if anybody's listening that wants to come on and chat with us let us know and we'll set something up we honestly welcome anybody that wants to come and talk to us so you know like we've said in the beginning everybody's got a story to tell so uh don't hold back yeah let us know you want to come on and we'll be more than happy to talk to you and while we're talking about our dedicated listeners as well, I just want to say a massive thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com that uh, do help support the podcast because there is a cost involved. Uh, you know, there's a website. What the fuck was that? I don't have a clue. It just did like a ting. <laughs> I heard it. Did somebody knock on your head? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. Like I was saying, there is a cost involved, you know, like the website and, and the uh, the hostage fee for SoundCloud and stuff like that. So, you know, it just goes a long way. So thank you very much. And if anybody else wants to help us out, that would be fantastic. Just go to patreon.com forward slash majors mess hall and you'll find all the information you need there to do so. Uh, but for now, we are going to say bye and we will be back for episode 106, which will be with us. We'll, we'll, let's, we've been doing an episode a week lately. And we got this one out early because uh, the tour was starting and we wanted to get it out in time to kind of promote the tour for the, for the guys. So, um, And the full details of that, by the way, you can go to bbmac.com and you'll find the full details. Uh, but yeah, but let's go back to our two weeks, Scott. You know, we're not, we've been doing a, a weekly episode and, and two weeks works better for us. So let's I do think, that. I think it's just because you're tired of talking to me and uh, we want to kick back in this two weeks. Basically, yeah. Right. We're gonna. Well, me and the guys right. are gonna do an episode next week, but we ain't gonna tell you about that. We'll bring you back for the one after. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, but again, look up BB Mac. Check out the tour, and if you're anywhere in the area that where they're gonna be, 
go see them because they are awesome. You will walk away happy. I even was happy, and I've never I never say that. So yeah, that, again, it's my witness. Yeah. So uh, yeah, again, you know I think we should finish out with one more one more song, man. Yeah, well, we, we can do. Yeah, we normally finish with it, just an outro music at the Majors Mass Hall. But yeah, let's finish with a, a, another brand new song from BB Max. So, how about we play one of my favorites? Is No One Like You? Should we finish with that one? Good song. Okay, this is uh, No One Like You by the fantastic BB Mac. I remember when I met you. Remember how it felt. I saw you dancing and laughing with your friends, and as I moved in close and I felt you near. Then he asked your name, but you could barely hear me. So you pulled me close just to hear what I say. We got lost in conversation. Talk about infatuation. All I know is, however this ends, I know that I've never seen no one like you. We headed to your place and as you closed the door and we drank some more Before we knew it, our clothes were on the floor and then you pulled me close, felt your skin on my skin We were so intoxicated, I don't think we could have 